Well, Dwayne, we are back for another episode of Make It Happen with more property inspections on a quite warm Southern Southern California summer day. Mm-hmm. Right? It's summer officially, right? I mean, we're in June. We're getting there. Uh, definitely feels like beach weather out here in our direction. I don't know about everywhere else, but uh, I'm starting to melt a little bit. <laughs> but um, nonetheless, we have a, another great topic for our listeners today. But before we kind of dive into anything further, um, I want to remind our listeners to like and subscribe, hit that notifications button, share, comment, um, just interact with our posts is all we're really asking for. I think it's, uh, it makes it for a fun time when uh, people that are listening to us interact a little bit more and comment and engage. It's always a good time. And obviously supporting with subscriptions and sharing uh, always goes a long way. But uh, Dwayne, do you have any plans this weekend? Just going to go see a concert this weekend. I think you know about it. That's strange. I think I'm going to see a concert too this weekend. What about you, Mackenzie? Hmm. I, don't know. I don't know. I think I'm seeing a concert this we weekend. We might be all seeing a concert this weekend. It's going to be a good time. Uh, for those of you who like Chris Stapleton, that's what we're seeing. And so yeah. I think I know he's got a big following. So it should be a good time and an enjoyable, um, enjoyable Saturday evening, without a doubt. But today we are talking about something that we also find very enjoyable, enjoyable which is veterans in franchising and veterans in business um and we could probably speak a little bit more towards within home inspection specifically right because that's kind of our forte and home services but just in general the overall theme of veterans and military military guys and gals being phenomenal or above average franchisees and business owners and kind of speaking to why that is and before we do that and dive fully into it. If you're not a veteran, don't worry. This podcast still has takeaways and applicable to you um, in many ways. And Dwayne, if you want to kind of open up as to why, how those characteristics and which characteristics maybe highlight that and make it applicable for kind of the average people that aren't necessarily military vets. Well, I, I think, you know, it's a great topic. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a vet myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's important to understand that the reason why vets are sought sought after when it comes to franchising is because of what I call the intangibles. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not that they're smarter. It's not that they're better. It's not that, uh, you know, they have skills that are different. Uh, It's just veterans tend to have an understanding of things that are the basics and such as being on time, Mm -hmm. uh, respecting others, uh, following the program, so to speak, and just, being on top of the basics. Yeah, a big thing of it is, and I, I'm, I'm personally not a veteran, right? But at least we've had these conversations enough times. And I've spoken to enough military veterans and actually brought them into our system as franchise owners and seeing the, the, the skill sets that they have or kind of the way they operate on a daily basis. Of mm. They understand what it takes to follow a system. They understand the importance of a system and a process being put in place, right? Because that's the whole background of military is systems, processes, being punctual, being attentive, um, task oriented, the whole kind of shebang, everything that basically makes up what a business owner needs to be, especially in the franchising realm of understanding systems and processes and diving into it. And um, um, I don't know why I'm blanking on the word all of a sudden, but committing to something when they sign up for it. I think they understand that at a deeper level than most individuals. And so I think that's why that translates into a very successful combination well i mean and, and you just said it commitment mm-hmm. veterans know what it means to make a commitment yes right and there's a lot of people that 
will say the words, I'm going to commit to something, and then they don't, mm -hmm. or they don't follow through. And, uh, you know, that's the crux of it. One, there's, a, there's a couple other things that are very unique about veterans, for the most part. And when we're talking about veterans, it doesn't have to be the Army. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be the, the, the four main branches of service, which is the Marines, Navy, Air Force, Army, Coast Guard, I guess we can say a fifth. <laughs> um, we'll include them, too. Um, you know, it can be a, a police department, a fire department, uh, you know, a local civic kind of a situation. Anybody that's gone through an academy. Yeah, kind of a structured training process. It takes a commitment, right? You're going in, and you got to be 100%. Otherwise, you're, you ain't going to make it. You're out. Very true. Um, and so, you know, that commitment isn't just a commitment to something because you decide it in your mind, like you're going to quit smoking. It's a commitment, and you're doing it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, uh, so, you know, that's a big deal. And, and another thing that's very important is esprit de corps. A lot of people don't know what that means. And so I looked up the definition of it. I know what it means, but I looked up the definition to help people understand. But on Google, if you pull it up, it says a feeling of pride, fellowship, and common loyalty shared by the members of a particular group. Mm -hmm. It's as simple as that, right? And I, I, it, it's, it's a belonging, mm -hmm. right? And, and being a part of a, of a group and taking pride in that. Um, there's, when I was growing up in the 80s, there was a big push to being independent, you were part of a group that was frowned upon. You need to be an independent, a free thinker. Um, you know, you just don't want to go overboard with that. It is very important to be a part of a group or a team and, and to take pride in being a part of that because there's strength in numbers. Absolutely. You know, um, um, and you can help lift other people up and help them be successful. And, you know, when you're helping others, you tend to feel good about that, right? I would never have made it through my whole tour of the Army if it wouldn't have been for a couple of my roommates getting me up at 6 o'clock in the morning some days. I mean, so... You know, it's there's an esprit de corps about running a business and being a business owner, too. You can't be a successful business owner if you don't have a successful team. Absolutely. And, and that ties directly into uh, also being part of a franchise system, mm -hmm. uh, being a part of something. Right. And taking ownership and pride in it, being a part of a brand, uh, something that's bigger than just your sole location, being a part of something that for your success and your efforts that you put into your business affects your your fellow franchise owner in the state over or in the town or city over and vice versa everyone gets to work towards a common goal and i think we envisioned or we saw our own aspects of esprit de corps at our annual conference in january right yeah the first time we got all our franchise owners in the same room together um it's pretty special to see the collaboration and the pride that each one of them have in their own business and then the pride in helping each other and uplifting one another. Um, and that's something that you don't find very often. It's very similar to like, for instance, if someone doesn't have the background of military, but playing sports or being a part of programs like that, where you're all in it together, mm -hmm. you got to run the laps around the field together. You got to go do the, the weight conditioning together. You got to, you have to sweat or sweat, bleed tears, all of it combined. Sure. Right. Um, all plays into it. And I think it develops a skill set also within that, um, that make up good businessmen and women, I think overall. It does. It does. I mean, in the military, uh, uh, you know, there's every, it's all about training. Mm -hmm. You're constantly training, constantly trying to be better. They, they, you know, being on tanks, one of the things that they trained us, I don't know if it's this way with everybody in the military, probably not. Um, probably some skill sets and jobs. If you're a clerk in an office where you're trained just to do this one job, um, and not everybody else gets to do that. But on tanks, you're you're trained to do the loader position, the driver position, the gunner gunner position, mm -hmm. 
tank commander usually doesn't swap much. But, I mean, you know, the gunner typically has to be able to step into the tank commander's role and, you know, fulfill that for him. But you, you, you're interchangeable in case somebody goes down, somebody else on the team can jump in. Um, and, and that's kind of unique. Um, uh, in, you know, when you're running a business, learning how to, to effectively make it to where your business is only as weak as the weakest person on the team mm -hmm. is, is an aspect why business owners tend to get it. And even though these aren't always in the playbook or the operations manual of every business, they're intangible things to, to understand. Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and read a couple of facts I actually got from VetFran's website regarding ah, franchising. VetFran's great. Specifically, um, and kind of show you in real numbers or the listeners, right, of what we're talking about as to numbers of franchise owners and veterans, how that kind of combines. So since 2011, there have been essentially 204,000 veterans starting a career in franchising which is a pretty substantial number considering population of number of vets in comparison to average citizens, right? Over 200,000. Correct. I did Correct. not and know so that. I, and when I, and when, I, when I say careers, it doesn't necessarily mean as franchise owners, okay. but within a franchise system, okay. part of a brand, I believe the more accurate number is closer to six or 7,000 franchise owners. Okay. I do know also based off of surveys and uh, other kinds of testing things that VetFran and other franchising uh, communities have surveyed out there in the franchising world. Uh, there's a reason why there's a 99% of franchisors agreeing that f veterans make good fits in their companies. And 97% of franchisors agree that veterans make a good fit for fran as a franchisee because the skill sets that you're talking about here are interchangeable, right? Yep. Whether it be in home services, home inspection specifically with us, or it be in a restaurant or it be in a consulting business, whatever it might look like, that type of skill set that you're talking about is interchangeable. And it's really just up to the veteran at that point or the individual to figure out what avenue they want to apply their skill sets in, right? And for us specifically, maybe we could talk a little bit about how home inspections has been a very um, successful route for veterans. Uh, I forget what resource I was reading online talking about home inspections being actually one of the top career choices or one of the top most recommended career choices for veterans exiting the military. Uh, and I think there's a handful of reasons why I know we personally have within our system. I know we have at least four veteran franchise owners. Um, you included it with your own location. Um, and we have a number of veteran employees as well that work for us. And there's a reason why I think they kind of pick it up a lot quicker than others. And maybe you can elaborate a little bit as to why. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's just, it's almost natural. <laughs> I mean, uh, there's another aspect, right? And this is probably the reason why is property inspections is an industry that the military prepares you for. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, you know, I was on tanks. There was no job waiting for me when I became a civilian unless I wanted to be a truck driver and really trucks don't drive the same as tanks. <laughs> I mean, it's not the same thing. I mean, you have no idea what it, when you're in the tank, you're sitting back in a recliner and the handlebars are like a motorcycle. It's nothing like a truck, you know, and so, or an eight or a big rig. Um, but they do teach you day in, day out how to pay attention to detail. They emphasize that constantly attention to detail, attention to detail. And inspections, you inspect everything. You inspect everything from your vehicle to your room, to your uniform, 
I mean, they're, they're inspecting your boots every morning when you step outside, you know? And so not to mention, you know, quarterly inspections of your desk and your job and your performance and things like that. And so, you know, there's a lot of accountability. Absolutely. There is. And like you said, the attention to detail, um, that's kind of a natural thing for that inspectors. If it's not natural for inspectors prior to getting the industry, they have to pick up on that fairly quickly. Right. Uh, we're very detail oriented, very task oriented. Um, and when we have, I think the biggest thing that I, that I find with inspectors of as to why they, they do good at their job is they see their checklist of items that they got to go through and they essentially say to themselves, okay, we're knocking these out one by one. Right. And boom, it's like autopilot. You get on it and you go one by one, you just knock it off the list. You don't overthink it. You don't switch things up and get crazy and start all of a sudden flipping the reverse in the order. Obviously you got to bend and twist for certain houses and conditions, but overall just boom, you knock it out You're, one by one. Well, you follow the process, mm-hmm. right? The system and process that's already put in place for you, right? Why question it when it works? Yeah. You know, and you just do it over and over and over. Obviously everybody has their own style, mm-hmm. right? I mean, not everybody's the same. Um, you know, and, and you're out there inspecting an inanimate object. Mm-hmm. I mean, quite frankly, it doesn't, you, you don't get to really have your opinion. It's, it is what it is. And, you know, and, and, and you go for it. Um, which, you know, is in, in military people or veterans tend to be pretty, a little bit tough, mm-hmm. tend to be tough people. It's hard to kind of knock them off their, you know, off their game yeah, a little hard, bit. Hard to rattle, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, because they, they've typically they've been through stuff, you know, wh- whether they've really seen action or whether they've just had to move away from home at a young age and toughen up, you know, psychologically, mentally, because mommy, mommy and daddy are no longer around. Mm-hmm. Um, or you're living in another country and you can't even speak the language. I mean, those kinds of things tend to toughen an individual up. And so when you're out there doing inspections, you know, in the real estate industry and people are kind of challenging you, you know, look, it's, it's hard sometimes. Uh, and you know, you need to stand on your own two feet and, and veterans are tend to have been taught to stick your chest out, keep your chin up. Um, don't personalize, you know, being challenged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a great point that, that you made there. It's something that popped in my brain as you were saying that is, I know we have veterans in our system, like I mentioned, um, and I'm going to use uh, rich on Vegas. Right. And this, the way he, his business has been growing month over month. Right. And mm-hmm. from the very beginning, it's starting out relatively slow and kind of slow to pick up and ramp up to get to the point where he's at now, obviously doing inspections and staying busy. If he wasn't, if he didn't have the skill set of following the process and recognizing that I just need to continue doing and following the process and system I have in front of me, if he didn't have that skill set or that kind of mindset, uh, I think pre-instilled in him, probably from his experiences in the military and his background, uh, he might not have made it right at the end of the day, if you think about it in terms of the mental fortitude that you're talking about of don't get knocked down or shook up easy. It's just do what you know needs to be done what's already been proven to work and things are going to start happening and that's exactly what happened with him specifically i mean it doesn't mean it's not stressful mm-hmm. you no, know i mean you know there is pressure mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know hey look uh you know you don't buckle under that mm-hmm. you know you stay the course you know and and and, and you hold true to that and uh, uh he did and in fact i was on the phone with him earlier this week and uh you know we were talking about specific equipment that he's looking at buying and things like that as far as adding an additional service Mm -hmm. and he's very open to listening and you know and and following guidance now whatever although although obviously i'm respecting on what he's wanting to do i was i was just helping to provide him with options on on what would make the most sense you know uh but but it's refreshing 
Yeah, giving that business development talk and kind of leading them leading the way, right? I mean, in a sense, as a in terms of a brand in franchising specifically, I mean, you can almost correlate each franchise owner as one of those one of the the tank crew members, right? And then sure. you in the situation of the founder and and uh, essentially president of the company being the tank commander, right? And kind of helping out and kind of guiding the path all the way through and relying on one another to be successful at the end of the day. That's a big piece with franchising specifically, right? Is relying on one another and counting on each other and being able to essentially just know that you have, someone's got your back all the way through the process. And a big thing that for business owners specifically, and I got to find the stat here, I got a whole stat sheet in front of me, but I know one of them was talking about how in comparison, okay, here you go. There's been a study that shows the average veteran franchise business compared to just a veteran-owned business, not a franchise, but just a regular veteran-owned business. The franchise one generates over 2.1 million in comparison to under half a million, not mm -hmm. not in a franchise brand. And so <laughs> you see where the franchise model comes into play. It eliminates the questions, puts a system in place to follow, and that's where you start seeing the separation, the differentiating factor. I see it. I understand it. Um, I struggle sometimes ex trying to explain that to people. It's almost like one of those things when you're, when you're inside it, you can, you know, it's the opposite of when you're inside the bubble, you can't see things in this particular case, when you're inside it, we see everything and the people on the outside can't, mm -hmm. you know, unless you walk through that door on your own and you, you understand it. Um, but it's fairly clear and reasonable, you know, uh, being a veteran myself again, uh, you know, I'm all about uh, making things that have a recipe, mm -hmm. you know, so we can just follow the recipe. Obviously, we want to once in a while throw a little extra salt in, you know, and, and, and try to, you know, kick things up and, and a little bit. But it, it just it makes it more enjoyable. It's I don't want to say it's rigid, uh, but it's not just all over the place. You know, there, there's, we, we're, we are all over the place in, in a lot of areas, right? But when it comes to the bare bones and the crux of what it is we're doing, that's always rock solid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, at the end of the day of, of what it takes to go out on inspection, Yep. present yourself, inspect, wrap it up, how to market, very, the bare bones stuff like you're talking about. Oh. I mean, it's, not, it's not rocket science, right? And it's just if, if you go out there and do it, you're going to start finding success in it. And then the people that recognize that and follow it, are the ones that are really seeing the benefit at the end of the day. Well, and, and, and not being afraid to ask questions. That's a big you, piece too. You know, I mean, the one thing about the military, they do teach you, don't ever volunteer. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen in, in a movie where they, can we take volunteers? Everybody takes a step back. Yeah. Right. I mean, uh, uh, you know, that's always a fun part about it, but you know, stepping up and, and asking questions, trying to get all the information possible to make a decision. Uh, uh, because there's a lot of usually riding on it. Like I was talking about Rich, he's talking about buying, you know, anywhere from, you know, four or $5,000 piece of equipment to a, a six, seven, $8,000 pieces of equipment. And I needed, I wanted to help him with a guidance on what that means. And like one company provided a two, a, a camera that would only go through a three inch pipe while the other company was $2,000 more, but had a camera that would go through a two inch pipe. Mm -hmm. Well, if your camera won't, go through the two inch pipe, there's you know, over the course of a year, you figure out how many inspections you're going to lose because your camera is too big. 
you know, is it really worth saving the extra $2,000? Yeah, it ends up costing you. It ends up costing day. you more. And so, you know, being able to see that um, is a veteran. And, and look, look you can, whatever brand you can find, but just make sure you know the, the, the importance of, of specific things. And if he wasn't a part of a brand, I couldn't have helped him with that. Yeah, have been on his own and kind of make those mistakes for yourself, right? And I think that's what attributes to that stat I just read off of the difference between a franchise business and just, and exactly. don't get me wrong, I think, I think the stat of the fact on average veteran owned businesses generating close to half a million dollars. I mean, that's a good number in itself, right? I mean, over overall across the board, and this isn't industry specific. So I think what veterans can apply in their businesses, I think that's proof that there's something going in the right direction. And in the franchising brand, really just capitalizing on everything else and giving the, the even further deeper level of support that enables them to essentially triple, quadruple, if I can do the math right, it's been a while for me. Yeah. Um, just being a part of a larger brand, which is really neat. Well, you know, being a business owner, I mean, you don't have to be a veteran mm -hmm. to be very successful as a business owner. But if you're going to be a successful business owner, there are things you do have to be. You have to be reliable. You have to be trustworthy. You have to have an esprit de corps. You have to try to build a team and be a team player and provide leadership to the team, mm -hmm. which means you have to hold yourself to the highest standard. Correct. It's like, you know, I know this sounds corny, but it's like when you say you're going to do something, you have to make sure you do it so people trust you. If they don't trust you in a way to where, you know, on an intimate level, they're going to trust you're going to do what you say you're going to do. Mm -hmm. And when customers get that, oh, that's insane, right? I know we're going to call them because they're, I can rely on them. They're going to be there. Uh, they may cost a little bit more, but we all know that, People will pay for for you know uh, somebody that will provide something and is reliable. Yeah, there's no funny business going on, right? Yeah, I mean, you could go pay for you go pay the hundred dollar service, um, but you might get hundred dollar results in terms of. Uh, I always pay extra for internet service. I, I try to get the better phone, uh, cell phone inter carrier. Internet's a, internet phone's a good, very basic example <laughs> that I think most people can understand. Yeah, uh, there's a reason why people go with Verizon and T-Mobile and larger carriers versus. Yep, I'm not going to bag on any cell phone carriers i can only think of the small ones to begin with but you know what i mean there but if you know it, 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 it makes if, sense if, if you if you have a, a service and it's not reliable you'll pay the extra money for the mm -hmm. better one yeah. you know um uh, that's why people like to work with vets it's just because they, they're reliable and uh they tend to be trustworthy and and they work hard and tend to have a sense of honor you know yeah and one one really neat stat that i have to dig through the papers i'm not going to at the moment but the number i think it's around like 30 percent of there's 30% more veterans hired due to veteran business owners, um, if that makes sense. So mm -hmm. veterans and franchise franchisors specifically, one of their pain points is not getting enough veterans in their system just as a, at the employee level too. Because I, I mean, okay. you could probably speak to it in terms of the difference between obviously someone at the franchise owner level versus at the employee level. There's some differences there in terms of maybe the the personality type or what they're looking for. Uh, but you've trained plenty of veteran inspectors to be an employee before. I have. And I'm sure you could pick up on the difference um, fairly quickly compared to someone that um, lacks that type of background. I can. Mm -hmm. I, <laughs> uh, I enjoy working with veterans more mm -hmm. than the people that, uh, I, on average, than people that aren't veterans just because I tend to identify. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, with my background, um, I can just the whole way that the whole veteran speak, mm -hmm. 
you we actually tend to speak almost another language sometimes just kind of the way we carry ourselves and talk about things um uh and you know it's it's a lot of other people that haven't you know uh served sometimes just don't understand yep um but uh look i mean working with business owners is great um veterans are awesome i wish we had more veterans applying more more veterans in our system uh but you know i mean that's just because you know we identify with that and and they're a great fit but i mean there are many of uh, many other demographics as well i mean you know women in our system mm-hmm. we've been getting women franchisees they're they've been amazing uh been enjoying that uh and for a whole a whole variety of other reasons different um haven't had a female veteran yet um not yet uh, no uh, but um yeah i mean you know i'm sure i can't think of off the top of my head right now but other demographics but uh, I have had staff that have gone through the fire academy, police academy, mm-hmm. come through our system, and I've trained those guys. Um, uh, but you know, inspections is 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 something. When I was asked to co- go to uh, Goddard Middle School on Career Day uh, to speak about property inspections, and I don't know if I've said this before on a podcast, but trying to explain something to the you know the kids in the cl- coming through my class would remember the one thing I thought about well, that I want to leave them with was. No one's going to go to college to be a home inspector. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's just the cold hard truth, right? But it, it's it's one of those industries people transfer into usually when they're you know in their late twenties at the er, usually at the earliest or mid thirties to their forties, sometimes even fifties. It's an industry people transfer into because you can lo- use your life skills and experience, like veterans. The veterans yeah. go serve you know two, three, four, six. 20 years very much a transitional type of it, career it's a, it's a, it's it's exactly correct military veterans are transition into the civilian world which is tough let me tell you something it's not an easy thing to do um uh it, it, not, not for all of us <laughs> it's a very difficult thing to do but for other people transitioning in other careers too home inspections uh it, it's a good fit i think a big part of that is because i mean don't get us wrong. Not everyone's fit to be a property inspector, right? But if right. you have, if you have the intelligence and the drive, and you have certain personality characteristics, like we mentioned earlier on, you could have zero experience in the construction field or the building building industry, and still be a very successful property inspector and business owner too. Obviously, having the support of a franchise brand is hugely beneficial. But getting into property inspections, there's a lot of applicable life skills, like you mentioned that transfer over well into it, right. that allow people to then, I, I think it's really cool because people, when they do transition, they realize, okay, they have all these transitional skills to move into it. And then, especially at franchise level, or the franchise owner level, they get the freedom of a business owner and they get the the authority of a business owner, the ability to make their own schedule and everything on top of that too. That's very much the profile of people that I speak with are in that transition period of their own life looking for tired of the corporate runaround, I guess, at the end of the day, is what I'm getting at. And this opens doors for a lot of people. Well, it's in the services industry, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and so in the services industry, having business skills Mm -hmm. or management skills or administration skills or sales and marketing skills, you know, if if you got a skill set that's geared towards operating and managing and running a business, even if it's just for an independent guy or gal, right? You just, if you're a sole person to work from home, very low, very low overhead, and then you bring that in and somebody actually can go alongside you, which is a franchise, and train you on the technical. 
you know, it's, 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 it's a real neat thing for a lot of people because you don't have to put in a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars to get a brick and mortar. You don't have to buy, you know, 50, $80,000 worth of equipment. I mean, you can, mm-hmm. I mean, if you, you, but, but I mean, for the most part, most people don't do that. And so it's, you know, it, it's unfortunate that a lot more people aren't aware of it. It's almost, and we've dealt with this already before with other franchise owners and franchise candidates where you get to a point in the discovery process when people are kind of finding out and they're sniffing around for opportunities. And then I speak with them and I, I basically lay it out for them. Here's what we do to support you. Here's what we do to train you and the continual support and ongoing uh, training and things of that nature, being a part of this brand. Here's what your investment is. Here's what your ROI is typically when in year one and then what that looks like in year two and three. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What, what was that? How much? <laughs> right. How much can you make in this industry? <laughs> and I got to do what again? <laughs> and it's almost like, like you mentioned, it's unfortunate not more people know and realize it. Right. Because I think, I mean, for us, it's good in some ways or another. I think it cuts down at some level competition maybe, but having more franchise owners out there obviously is what we're looking for. And it's really obviously my job to kind of highlight that and bring that to life. And the people that come on board see that. Um, but for we, we've dealt with it before. It's like almost too good to be true in some people's eyes to where it's almost like nerve wracking that they haven't heard about this opportunity before Well, uh, it, when it's been there for for quite a while now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's 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 kind of cool. It's almost surreal that we're we're able to even talk about it, have a podcast about business, and kind of you know refer to something that's you know a dream for most people, mm-hmm. right? And people just can't figure out. I mean, I can tell you many years in my late twenties and and you know early thirties, you know, I was looking for an opportunity in a business in a business uh, that you know I just couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. You know, everything was either too far out of reach, I couldn't get get to it, um, or it was just too hard, or you had to have, you know, specific background and skill sets to do it. And this is that actual, this is that thing. I found it. Mm-hmm. I found it. This is really it. Yeah. Um, now, it's not right for everybody. I mean, you got to be willing to, to get a little dirty. You got to be willing to go out in, into the community and, and, and visit people's homes and, and be a little nosy, mm-hmm. you know, um, sometimes you got to crawl underneath the house, uh, you know, and get a little bit dirty, but you know, and you got to be responsible for what it is you do. You know, you can't be missing stuff. You, you got to be on time. You got to pay attention to, uh, what it is, you know, as far as the details of your job and you got to continually educate yourself and maintain credentials and certifications and, uh, you know, it's not a cakewalk, right? I mean, no. if it was easy. Every everybody would do it. Everyone would know about it. And but it's not overly sophisticated. It. We're not exactly. doctors, exactly. It's, right? It's a weird middle line to where it's not a cakewalk. And we try to explain that from day one of the discovery process. This opportunity is fantastic, and we do believe it's one of the greatest opportunities out there for for a, a big number of people. However, recognize you are still operating a business. And with that comes certain responsibilities and roles and dedications and commitments you have to make to make that business go. And obviously having a support network and a franchise brand helps out because you have a big brother behind you helping you out and guiding you and, and, and maybe kicking in the butt along the way uh, when you need the kick. Um, but uh, overall, it's just a really cool opportunity. I'm glad we were able to chat a little bit about a veteran specifically well, because- in these stats you got, they're from VetFran. Correct. Right. So the, these are, I mean, just to cite the numbers he's got here, I mean, VetFran is a, uh, vet, it essentially means 
Veterans Franchising Association, mm -hmm. which is, I think, a, a part of IFA, the International Franchising it Association. Is a strategic initiative of the International Franchise Association since 1991. Yeah, it's, I think it's the largest veterans association regarding business owners in the country, mm -hmm. um, at least in franchising. Uh, and uh, there's a reason why they have that association. And uh, they don't just let franchises, uh, I don't know if you, if we've ever talked about this, they don't let, you can't just sign up and pay the annual fee and be a part of VetFran. Mm -hmm. You've actually had to sol have sold franchises. Mm -hmm. um, and then you have to have been in business so long, right? And, uh, you know, so, so they're particular about who are, mem who, who are members of VetFran. And so we're, we're happy to be a part of them. And uh, I would appreciate, we, we appreciate VetFran. Very much so, very much so. And uh, continually looking for candidates out there with those characteristics of, that we, that we spoke on, uh, and obviously military veterans. I always like to add more. I think about a third of our franchise system currently is owned by veterans, which is a very cool number to to promote, and I think we're proud to say that um, in a lot of different ways. And uh, you know what? I think uh, I think we had a good conversation today, Dwayne. Yes, absolutely. I think it's always fun talking about this kind of stuff. I know we don't necessarily speak on veterans specifically and home inspections specifically and really we cover a lot of business mentality and entrepreneurship type of mindset stuff and it's nice to switch it up every once in a while and kind of go back to our roots of why we're doing this in the first place right and that's to to show you guys as listeners the opportunity that are that's in front of you or maybe in front of a potential opportunity for your family member or, or friend right and just real quick i'm going to pitch it uh veterans get 20 percent off mm -hmm. yes that is something i forgot so depending on which franchise level that you're trying to get into uh, we have a couple of different discounts for franchise or for veterans looking to get into our franchise system. Um, and we just feel like that's the right thing to do uh, to to uh, honor those who serve our country. Right. That, that was part of us when we joined VetFran. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, we, we made a deal with them. So, yep, absolutely. So uh, I think we're looking forward to this weekend, Dwayne. Uh, we got a little fun, fun day ahead of us tomorrow. But uh Always good chatting with you, talking about franchising, home inspections, business, all of our passions, right? And so until next week, Dwayne, unless you have any kind of final closing notes, uh, we can wrap it up here. Well, um, yep. All done. Mackenzie, anything for us today? Nothing? All right, next time. All right, well, thank you again for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, like, hit that notifications button, comment, share, all that good stuff. Uh, and then we'll be seeing everybody here shortly.